This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Well, if you've been here for the last few weeks, probably months now, we've been talking about the trajectory of faith, and we've kind of got caught here in talking a lot more about faith. I'm going to be on it another week or two, the area of faith. And then a lot of this pertains to Joseph's life in Genesis uh, roughly 37 in that area. And so when you read those, you'll find out that there was a lot of things that Joseph went through. So if you got your Bible, go with me to Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Now, I read this book, uh, this passage here on Sunday morning. I'm going to read it again. But the Word of God in review, it must be heard. It must be heard. Why does it have to be heard? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And then what happens when we get faith on the inside of us, we begin to speak it out of our mouths. The Bible says in Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of your heart, the things you put in your heart will ultimately come out of your mouth. Now, the words that you speak, it corresponds to the level of the Word of God that is working in you. You want to locate yourself? Just listen to what you're saying. So again, the Word of God that's in you will correspond with the things that you're speaking out of your mouth. And so, just listen to yourself at times, and you ask yourself this question. Are the things coming out of my mouth, do they line up with the Word of God? Or, am I complaining? Am I telling how bad, how ugly? And you know, I've said this several times. When we begin to pick up, and I talk about me and Shelly on this years ago in our life, and we begin to see the power of our words, Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of our tongue. When we begin to see how powerful our words were, words are so powerful, that's how God created the world, and God said, and God said, and God spoke. And so I realized, man, out of my mouth, I am breaking the 11th commandment. Some of you didn't know there were 11 commandments. There are. The 11th commandment says, thou shall not be hung by thy tongue. That's really not the 11th commandment, okay? I'm, I'm paraphrasing that a little bit. But that is a true statement, okay? And so I begin to say, you know, I, I gotta quit being negative. I gotta quit speaking doubt and unbelief. I gotta quit speaking things that I really don't want to happen in my life. And so it took me being held accountable by her. And I believe it's important that you begin to do that in your own life where you're held accountable. Now, physically, our body, we must be eat every day to have energy, but it's the same spiritually. I've got to eat on the Word of God daily. And so when I eat the Word of God on a daily, faith comes by hearing. But one of the ways that faith is released out of the words of my mouth. So we begin Matthew 7. Verse 24, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, whoever, that's me and you, we're whoever's, and does them. Now, it's a choice to do them. Those who hear the words but don't do them is referenced in James chapter 1, verse 22. And it says, uh, uh, when you're a hearer only and not a doer of the word, you've deceived yourself. So he says, those who hear... And those who do, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, it's interesting. By hearing the word and by doing the word, you become a wise man. It's important. 
and you build your house on the rock. And the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. So again, we talked about this Sunday morning, that just because I hear the Word of God, and just because I do the Word of God, doesn't mean that there won't be storms in my life. There's going to be storms. Now watch the next category, verse 26. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, he will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew. And beat on that house, and it fell, and it was great. So again, trials, issues, just the thing called life, they're going to come to every one of us. And just because I hear the word of God does not mean I'm going to be exempt. The only thing that I see between hearing the word of God and doing the word of God, and hearing the word of God and not doing the word of God, is one stands and one falls. So you know what this tells me? That we're all going to go through things in this life. But when these things on life start beating on you, and they beating on you and beat on you, we're not like the the sand on the sea that erodes. Just keeps hitting us and we we stand and we stand and we stand and we stand. Now, this is the same passage. Go with me to Luke chapter 6. Luke uses this the same way in the story, but he uses some different wordings And I believe it's important that we hear these. And so, as you're turning to Luke chapter 6, I I begin to think about the Word of God, that when we get the Word of God in us, it builds up our faith immunity system. That when life comes at us, we're strong. We say, you know what? This is what the Word of God said. I'm going to stand on that, and I'm going to stand. Now, Luke 6, begin with me here in verse 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you do not do the things which I say? The message says you say, yes, sir, but you don't do what I tell you. Keep reading. Whoever comes to me, now watch the order of this. Whoever, one, comes to me, two, hears my sayings, and three, does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house, it could not shake it, for it was found on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Now, the reason I read this this time this way is because in verse 48... He says that the person that dug deep. Now, when he talks about digging deep, just think about what that would mean to us. That would mean it's going to take some effort. It's going to take some diligence. It's going to take some perseverance. To dig deep, you're going to have to have a big old shovel or a big old back. You're going to have to have something to do. So he's telling me, There's got to be some effort within you. And the difference here is one dug deep, but the other one didn't dig deep. So let me ask you today, are you willing to dig deep? Are you willing to get in the Word of God and build that house on the rock? And again, the foundation that we got to build our lives on is on the Word of God. I've got to get in the Word of God because we are warned here once again... Life is going to come after every one of us. 
If you're not in a storm right now, you will be before long. That's a thing called life. But I can stand on the word of God. I can hold fast to the word of God. Remember, the word of God does not change. Now, go with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 9, and we'll get in here a little deeper tonight. Matthew, chapter 9. I encourage you, and I was going to have them read it to you, but I'm already moving on. Read that passage we just read in the message translation. Ooh, it becomes very, very clear to you in that. I, I encourage you to read in, in certain translations in your everyday reading. The message is very easy to understand. The Amplified is very easy to understand. There's so many good translations out right now. I read one in my, my own personal reading in the mornings called the Tree of Life Version. It was written by a bunch of Jewish rabbis. It's really good. Really, really good stuff. I encourage you to get you a Bible where you can read and get in the Word and get where you can understand it, okay? Uh, King Jimmy, he's pretty tough to understand. You say, what do I preach? I preach out of the New King James is what I preach out, okay? And this Bible right here, I I don't know how many years I've had. I I hate to get rid of Bibles. My Bibles are all marked up and everything, and I'm really tough on them, and, and I don't know why I'm showing you this, but... Right here, you can see just big old globs. This is uh, Gorilla Glue, truthfully. That's what it is, that it got tore up one day. And Shelly said, you got all kinds of Bibles. Go get one. I said, oh, no, 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 no. This is my buddy right here. And so if you ever pick this up, that's what's on there. The reason I'm telling you that, fall in love with the Word of God. Fall in love. The Bible calls this a sword. Now, here we are in Matthew chapter 9. Again, this is a passage that just grabs my attention when it comes to faith. Matthew 9, verse 27. And when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him. Now, if I'm not careful, I, I look over what I just read. doesn't mean much. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him. Two blind men. So... Immediately what jumps to me is if they're blind men, it took some incredible effort to follow him. Can you imagine this? And so they're following him. It shows me here they are diligent. They are persevering. They're making an effort. And they go after Jesus. And they cry out and they said, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when Jesus had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Now, in this passage here, if you'll you'll pay close attention, Jesus did not reply to their plea immediately. When they walked in, he didn't say, come here, boys. Let's, let's, Let's get you healed right away. No. What he does is he lets them come in. And then I believe Jesus is measuring their faith because he said, do you believe I'm able to do this? And when you read this right here, the question jumps to me that when you see the word of God, you've always got to ask yourself the question, do you believe Jesus is able to do this? That's why it's important that you find scripture for what you're believing for. And so again, Faith is a byproduct of hearing the word of God. 
Do you believe I'm able to do this? So when you hear the word of God, that word will bring in a confidence in me. That word will bring an assurance in me that God's going to do what his word says. So he asked them this question. Do you, you believe I'm able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Then Jesus touched their eyes. Really, we could say Jesus laid hands on them. Mark 16, verse 15. He tells us, these signs will follow my believers in my name. You'll lay hands on the sick in my name, and they'll recover. And so to a degree here, Jesus is just saying, this is what you do. You lay hands on them. So he lays his hands on them. Now watch how he ends this. And he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, according to what you believe, let it be unto you. Now again, Jesus didn't say anything about his faith. He said, according to your faith, according to what you believe. And so when I read these, these things jump out to me and my faith is what I believe. Do I choose to believe the word of God in areas of my life? And oftentimes we don't believe it because we don't believe the word of God. And so when that happens, I keep feeding on the word and I keep feeding on the word and I keep feeding on the word. And it's like I said the last few weeks, you must find scripture that pertains to your life, the area and what you're needing. If you're struggling in an area, you find out what the word of God says, and then you get a hold of that word. And you begin to read it, and you speak it, and you read it, and you speak it, and you read it, and you speak it. And so even right here again, Jesus said, according to your faith, let it be to you. Now, faith, guys, is not a product of reason. Faith isn't a product of common sense. Common sense and reason don't say you put your hands on a blind guy and he sees. Common sense doesn't do that. But again, the word of God is not based on common sense or reasoning. It's based on the word of God. The world says it this way. Seeing is believing. The word of God says believing is seen. It flips everything right around where it becomes totally opposite. So when we look at faith, according to Hebrews 11, 1, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What does that mean? Just because I can't see things with the natural eye doesn't mean it's not true. Think about it in this sense. Just because I've never seen Jesus with my physical eye, that doesn't mean I don't believe he's real. We could take a poll in here tonight. How many of you believe that Jesus is real? It's not unanimous. It's pretty close. How many of you have ever seen Jesus with your physical eye? If you have, raise your hand. <laughs> so again, I don't have to see things physically to believe in them. Why? Because I believe the scriptures. I believe the word of God. So that same faith that comes in our lives to, to confess and believe Jesus is Lord, that's how the whole Word of God works. And so no matter what it is, no matter if it's salvation, no matter if even forgiveness, you know, the Bible says that if we confess our sin, 
It said he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So anytime I come before God and I confess my sin, I've never had him tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, dude, I forgave you. I believe he forgave me, though. You know why? Because he said that's what he would do in his word. So I hold fast to the word of God. Now, I want you to see these last few minutes tonight, a passage in the book of John, chapter 20, that you will see firsthand what happens when we live our life by our physical senses or we live by the word of God. John, chapter 20. Verse 24. Ooh, it's a good passage right here. This is one that I encourage you. Get in the Word and read this. Read it and read it and read it. Verse 24. Now Thomas called the twin. One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. Now understand, this is after he rose from the dead. Jesus has been dead. He rose from the dead. And they've seen him. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So Thomas said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and I put my finger into the print of the nails and I put my hand into the side, I will not believe. Now, what he's telling me here is everything with his physical senses. And in this life, if I only live by my physical senses, I'm going to be limited very much. So think about what he just said. For Thomas to touch the prints of his nail, or the nails of his print right there in his hands, and for him to touch the hole on his side, you know how much faith that took for him to do that? Zero. Zero. It took zero faith to do that because everything's with the physical. Verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside... And Thomas was with them. And Jesus came, the doors being shut, and he stood in the midst, and he said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving. The New Living says, Do not be faithless any longer. But believing. One other translation says he rebuked unbelief and the hardness of his heart. So he he tells Thomas, he said, don't be unbelieving. But be believing. Now when I read this right here, me and you will live our lives one of two ways. I'll live by faith and I'll trust the word of God. Or I'll live by my senses. And when I live by my senses, it greatly limits me. Remember the Bible said in Hebrews 11, 6, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So it tells me if I'm going to please the Lord, I've got to get over to a place in my life where I believe, where I'm not unbelieving. Now, This didn't make sense to Thomas in the natural. Not a bit to him. And oftentimes, it won't make sense in me or you until I get to a place in my life where I get into the Word of God and I keep getting into the Word of God. 
Now listen to some of the things here about Thomas. Jesus here wasn't being hard on Thomas. A lot of people thought he was. Jesus wasn't being hard on him. Jesus wanted to help Thomas. Just like he wants to help us. He wants to get me and you in a place where we can live life to its fullest. I believe the only way that happens is we get a hold of the word of God and faith. And I I, I believe this with every one of us in this room. We have all doubted before we came to a place of believing. Every one of us. There's been times we doubted and we doubted and we doubted and doubted before we ever believed. But if our doubt leads to questions, and our questions lead to answers biblically, and our answers are accepted because we received the word of God, then doubt has done a good work. The reason I tell you that is we're very similar to Thomas. Don't let doubt discourage you where you're at. Because like I said a minute ago, I believe every one of us in this room, we've doubted at one time or another. The thing about doubt, the Lord never desired that doubt become a permanent condition. So you know what he's saying? Just as he did to Thomas, he raised the bar. He he said, come on, Tom. Come on, buddy. You're better than that. Get a hold of this by faith. Don't be unbelieving, but be believing. Again, this was encouragement. And I think Thomas today would say to us, stay in the word, guys, stay in the word. Get in the word, get into faith, get into faith. So let me give you another illustration of how this works. Years ago in my life, I I was in a position where I I needed a good job. Shelly was going to school full time, and man, we were were, uh, trying to make a living, the best way to say it. And so we began to pray, and we said, Lord, I need a job, a good job. Many of you have been there before. And so we begin to get, get over into agreement as far as a job. And um, some of the scriptures I've given you before on what we stood on, but Psalm 5, 512, 513, right in that area, it says, God, he blesses his righteous and his favor surrounds us like a shield. And he said there in Psalm 65, in in verse 11, he said, I'll crown your year with my goodness and your path will drip with abundance. And then in Psalm 68, verse 19, he said, daily I load you with my benefits. So we literally begin to pray those verses. Father God, I'm a son of God. Shelly's a woman of God. How'd that happen? We got born again. We gave our heart to Jesus. That's what qualifies every one of us. So Lord, we sit. We ask you to bless us, you're righteous, and your favor ram like a shield. So there was a company there that opened up and had an opening. I didn't realize that 500 of people had applied for one position. So you go in there and the odds aren't real good, except when the favor of God is upon you. So I go in there and before long they weed it down to 300 and I'm still in there. Before long, they weed it down to five of us and I'm still in there. And man, we are believing God. We're speaking the word of God. We're speaking the word of God. We are speaking. Thank you, Father God. When I go in there, your favor's upon me just because I'm a son of God. Down to the last two. I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. And the guy looked and said, I'm going to give it to this other guy. 
And I looked and I thought, no, no, you've, you've got this backwards. You missed this, buddy. I didn't. And I'm looking at him like, this can't be. And so I walk out and, I mean, you're talking about rejected, depressed. I mean, this is not a good day. And so I walk in and Shelly looked at me and she said, you didn't get it, did you? And I said, no. I said, I, I don't know. I mean, we've been there before. We said, what's up, God? What's up, God? She looked at me and she said, don't be worried. He's got something better for you. Well, in my mind of doubt and unbelief at that moment, I'm like, yeah, I bet so. You know, I'm, Thank God I had a wife who said, he's got something better. Here's your good verse in this. I was going to try to get to it tonight, but we're not. Hebrews 6.12 says, through faith and patience we inherit. Now, I love the faith part. I hate the patience part. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord, patience, what do you mean? So we regroup, and what I mean, we went in there and regrouped. We got back, and we, we joined hands again in prayer. This is Matthew 18, the prayer of agreement, where if two of you on earth will touch anything, it'll happen. That's why marriage is such a powerful force, where you can grab hands with your wife and say, or your husband, we're going to pray, we're going to believe God. We said, Father God, I know you got something better. I know you got something better. And so we go along for a little over two weeks. The guy who tells me that I didn't get the job, he calls me one day and says, can you come back down here? We want to talk to you. And I said, absolutely. So I go strolling back in and he looked at me and he said, no one knew this but me. He said, this company that I'm with right now that you applied to work for, we're getting ready to split in half. He said, the other half that will be sold... He said, you will become a very, very precious asset to them because the job you'll learn, there'll be 15,000 difference of these meters. You'll be the only one they have that know every one of them if you want to do this. And so I'm sitting there looking at him like, yeah, right, buddy. So I go to this company and I work for the company that didn't hire me for nine months. And they're teaching me everything. So we sit there and we're thanking God, we're thanking God. And then I go to the other company. When you go back and look at everything that took place, God knew what he was doing. It was by far the better job and the better company. And I went just like this. So I tell you this right now. Some of you are believing God for certain things. Don't get discouraged. Don't act like God hung up the phone on you. Just think about it in this sense. God put you on hold. He hit the whole button. He said, hang in there. Hang in. Keep believing. Keep speaking by faith. Keep speaking to the mountain. Keep talking. And so over and over and over in our lives, we've seen God work in this way. But so much of it has to do with my heart and my faith. And just like he said to Thomas, he said, listen, dude, don't be moved by what you see. Just trust in me. Trust in the word of God. And God will begin to move. So I don't know where you're at tonight. Hold fast to it. Hold fast to it. Guys, we've, we've bought homes like this. We always wanted to own a home like many of you. And man, we tried and we tried. It seemed like every time we tried to buy one, something would happen. And then God, he came through. He came through in ways that defied the interest rates. Literally. 
when interest rates were over here. How many of you remember back, oh my gosh, I'm going to put my age out there, back in the 80s when interest rates on a home were as much as 12, 13, 14%. I mean, they were way up. Then you think, oh my gosh. I saw God move in that area too, just his favor and his blessing. Again, I'm not special. Just a son, just like you guys are, just a daughter. And God's no respecter of persons. But if you go back and look at every situation we've read the last few weeks, Mark 5, the woman with the issue of blood, the blind men tonight, here in John 20, everything that Jesus pointed at was, daughter, your faith. The blind men, your faith. Your faith. So again... I'm not responsible for anybody's faith but mine, and that's the same as you guys. And so I encourage you tonight. So you know what? We're going to get in the Word of God. We're going to get high doses of the Word of God. Let me tell you one more true story, and then I'm going to let you go. There was a man in the Seattle area that I'd been around several times. Very, very, very uh, knowledgeable guy. His wife gets cancer. They said she's going to die. She's going to die. This guy has fed on the Word of God his whole life. He, he believes the Scriptures. Well, now it's in his hands. So he looks at his two daughters and he said, I'm going to put you on duty outside her bedroom. And he said, we're going to post a note that says this. No one comes into this room except ones that will talk about her future, that will talk about her living, that will talk about her grandchildren. And he said, if anybody comes in here and talks anything negative, get them out. So all day long in her room, there was either praise and worship music going or scriptures on healing over and over and over and over and over. And he said he had family members and they meant well, but they would come in and they would say, oh, Aunt Susie, we're so sorry that your life is cut short here on earth. And it'd say, out. Out. Again, they didn't want anything to affect their faith. You know that lady? This has been almost 40 years ago. She's still alive. She's still alive. And again, I realize every one of us in here, we have different situations. Different things in our life. Sometimes there's things in our life that we don't always understand. But God does. So we get a dose of faith again tonight. I got another week on it where it gets even really better next week, I believe. So we go back and review every bit of this, what we talked about tonight. Get in the Word. Do the Word. That means obey the Word because guess what? The storms of life are going to come. Dig deep. Get your shovels out. Get your picks out. Get you good books on faith. I mean, books that will stir you up. How many of you have ever heard of a woman named Corey Tinboom? Anybody ever heard of Corey Tinboom? We have a lady in our church who's not here tonight. Caroline's in her 80s. Is she here? No, she's not here. I didn't think I saw her. She knew Corey Tinboom personally. Personally. And she said this to me the last few weeks. She said, Corey Tinboom would look at me and she'd say, Caroline, there's no buts in the Word of God. There's no buts in the Word of God. And so a lot of times in our life as human beings, we want to say, but, but. 
There's no buts in the, in the Word of God. So again, I hold fast to the Word of God. I hang on to the Word of God. And so again, it comes, get an appetite for the Word of God. Get in the Word, God will get into you. And then again, don't be moved what you see. Don't be moved by what you see. I have a 29-year-old a son that uh, he's not serving God quite like we want him to right now. But he doesn't know that he can't outrun God and he can't hide from God. And we loose the angels on him. We loose heaven on him. We speak the things of God over him every day. I will tell you this. I'm not moved by what I hear. And I'm not moved by what I see. At times I'll have people say, Did you see what your son posted on Facebook? I didn't see it and I don't need it. I don't care. The seed of the word of God shall not return void in his life. I'm going to hang on to that. Again, some of you, that's for some of you in this room. Hang on to the things of God. So you know what? I, I don't care. No matter what the circumstances, what I feel or see, the word of God is working mightily in me. So again, you hang on to the word of God. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.